Hello and welcome friends to the Alex Levy Show. I am your host, Alex Levy, and I'm so happy and honored to have you spend an hour here with me. If you want to trust your inner guidance, ignite your intuition, and lead a spirit-guided life, then you are in the right place. Today is Thursday, July 18th, 2019. I am an intuitive coach and the creator of the Spirit Guided Oracle, and you are listening on the International Angels Network. My passion is to help lightworkers cultivate their intuition, and it is my hope that our time here today will be high vibe, spirited, and filled with light energy as we talk about practices, tips, strategies to help guide people to their natural fullness of power. And I'm so super excited for you joining me here today. So thank you for showing up. I'm so psyched for our guest. We have Colin Bedell, and we are going to be taking your calls in a little while, and we're going to be talking a little bit about astrology. But more on that in a minute. I just want to take a moment to thank everybody here at the International Angels Network and our amazing producer and founder, Claudia Ibarra, for creating this awesome space for us lightworkers to get together and unite. And Colin and I will be taking your calls today, and uh, you can go ahead and uh, give us a call. Uh, He will be doing astrology readings for you. So when you call in... um, And our producer talks to you on the line. Make sure you give her your time of birth, the location, and the date and year. So call in at 1-516-453-9162. That's 1-516-453-9162. And you can also Skype into the show for free from anywhere in the world. You'll see a Skype icon on the Blog Talk website. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash International Angels Network while we're live. And make sure you press one on your phone keypad if you would like to speak to Colin. Then you will be added to the queue. And if we can't get to you on the phone and you have a question, you can always send me a question over on Instagram at alexlevy underscore intuitive. Um, And finally, uh, if you're searching for a spiritual practitioner, we invite you to check out the International Angels Network Directory. There's readings, energy healing, teachers, mentors, coaches, metaphysical online stores for the mind, body, and spirit. And with today's technology, it makes it super easy for you to work with anyone in this directory. So you can visit internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash directory. And if you would like to be guest here with us on the International Angels Network, you can just scroll down to a little form on our uh, site and fill it out, and we would be happy to have you here on our show. And I just have one more announcement before we get started. Our online radio network is sponsored by Audible by Amazon. You can get your free audiobook today. So to redeem your audiobook, visit audibletrial.com forward slash international angels. And you can try Audible free for one month and receive a free uh, audiobook for just subscribing. And this helps us support our online radio network, which we really appreciate. So to redeem your free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com forward slash international angels, and you can cancel anytime. 
All right, so let's dive into it. I'm so excited. Um, this is the first show we've had uh, dedicated to astrology, um, or my first show here with us. And I'm so honored to have Colin Bedell. Colin is a queer Gemini twin from the South Shore of Long Island, New York. He's a passionate student of secular personal growth systems and the universal spiritual themes explored in A Course in Miracles. Collins was a Proverbs scholar in the MA Fashion Studies program at Parsons School of Design, where he was the student speaker at the 2016 New School Commencement Ceremony and a 2017 Sister Giant Lecturer on the Astrology of America History in Washington, D.C., hosted by Marion Williamson. Complementing his work with Queer Cosmos, Collins, the weekly horoscope writer for Cosmopolitan.com and a columnist for Astrology.com. He recently was elected vice president of the Long Island NCGR. His first book, A Little Bit of Astrology, from Sterling Publishers, launched last November. And his second book, Queer Cosmos, the Astrology of Queer Identities and Relationships launches this November. You can find him at QueerCosmos.com and on Instagram and social media at Queer at QueerCosmos. And without further ado, Colin, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much. That was such a generous introduction and your Libra rising tone was so sweet and thoughtful. Thank you. Thank Aww. you. <laughs> thank- well, so... Let's go back to the beginning. Like, wh- how did yeah. you get started onto this path of astrology? Wow. I mean, I think, I don't even know if it was a choice. I really, I, I tell people it really did seize me. I don't think I had another option. Uh, I've mm. always loved this system, and I had studied it uh, kind of as a hobbyist and as an enthusiast for years. I, I, I started learning in my, my youth when I was around maybe 12 years old. And then in my early 20s, that's when I started going to the more uh, official educational spaces and opportunities. I went to the conferences and the lectures. And then in my late 20s, uh, I started Queer Cosmos just as a place to kind of put all my musings out there and reflect on astrology. And then two weeks after that website went live, I was fired from my day job. And then wow. that's when I knew, okay, well, I guess I have no other choice. And here I am. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, that was that was definitely meant to be then. Oh, without a doubt. It didn't feel like it at the time, right? Definitely didn't. Right. But I think there was certainly a moment when I just realized, well, I guess this is the way the universe self-corrects uh, to mm-hmm. help people function, express itself. And that's not just my story. You know, we're talking principle. It's not even personal. It's just the way the universe operates. And I'm just so grateful that I get to do what I do and I have a place to put it. And I know you are too. You know, we're so lucky mm-hmm. and blessed and to have yes. these opportunities and this work and to talk about what we want to talk about with the people who are interested in these ideas. We're, we're very grateful and very blessed for that. And yeah. I, I feel like we connected a couple of years ago and I really feel yeah. like you're a pioneer in this kind of queer astrology world. I feel like you, you, Thank I feel you. like you're, you're definitely a trailblazer and I'm so proud of oh. how far you've come and Thank you, you really. you're doing a lot of really awesome stuff. So Thank I'm really you. proud that of you. Thank you so much to me. Thank you. Yes, and just thank you. And I obviously, I'm not the first, I'm not the only, and, I, and I'm definitely not the last square astrologer. I'm working with really wonderful enthusiasts who are on the, 
the, the queer uh, continuum who are trying to make our system a little less heteronormative, check the bias, check the assumptions, and really make sure that our analysis is as progressive and adaptable to the times in which we live. Yeah. That, that's beautiful. So Thank what you. was it that really drew you to astrology then? Ooh, I think, well, really, my first career goal was to be an astronaut. I've always really? had a real, yeah, I always had a real gravitas for the for space, stars, sky. I, I, as an early, as a child, I knew at an early age that there was something beyond this. Uh, and I think it was astrology that was the only school of thought to my liking that combined a lot of different interests of mine. You know, astrology, uh, I'm sorry, astronomy, mythology, psychology, the metaphysics, divination, spirituality. I just, I could feel the frequency and the understanding of the planets like so deeply from a very early age. And I just felt like it was the only place that combined all of that, right? Psychology, mythology, relationship theory. And I never looked back. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So what, what technique or is there a certain philosophy of astrology that you practice? Ooh, yeah. That's a great question. So, yeah, there are a lot of different uh, – there's a lot of schools of thought under the department, uh, right? There's Vedic astrology, Western astrology, Hellenistic astrology. There's so many different ways uh, to examine it. I would say that I'm, I'm, an, I'm an aspiring evolutionary astrologer because I like the idea that we are all trying to learn our spiritual curriculum. And mm-hmm. evolutionary astrology, as I understand it, uh, gives us the, the space to really explore that curriculum with a, with, by talking about reincarnation, by talking about uh, what we've known uh, in previous lifetimes and what we're trying to learn now. So I would say that I'm, uh, I'm a, an, an emerging early level evolutionary astrologer. Yes. Mm, neat, neat. Yeah. yeah. All right, Colin. So can you kind of break down what's been going on this month? We've had oh, retrograde. We oh have had God. some eclipses. Like, what is yes. going on? What the hell is going on? So, yes, you're absolutely right. We have had Mercury retrograde and the solar and lunar eclipses in July. So, lunar eclipses and solar eclipses happen every six months within two weeks of each other. Oh, and there are things okay. in the way that the universe really kind of gets our attention and takes really decisive action in our lives, right? Because as you know, all of us, not just astrologers and intuitives and mediums, really, we get those hunches, we get those nudges, but how often do we make informed choices from them, right? The universe likes to whisper, then it gets a little Mm -hmm. bit louder, and then if we don't listen, the eclipses come in and kind of yank the situation, circumstance, event, relationship from our lives that don't serve us or uh, quickly introduce the ones that do. So eclipses are really transformative times. They happen every six months, and they really push people in the right direction towards really understanding, you know, their soul development and whatnot. Uh, So we've had Mercury retrograde. We've had Chiron retrograde. Neptune is retrograde. Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter are also retrograde. So Mm. this is really a time for significant integration and assimilation on all the events that have occurred over the last six months, right? So from January to now, um, right. I'm sure if we're really honest with ourselves, we can pinpoint two to three lessons, experience, and ideas that we know intellectually but have not made the jump to our emotional nervous system just yet. And that's what retrogrades give us the opportunity to do is review, reassess, reintegrate, 
really take the spiritual lessons we've learned over the last six months, put it into our personality structure so that we can really operate in our integrity uh, more, more wholeheartedly and with uh, more courage and authenticity as well. Hmm. Yeah. I, I like how you how you put that because I I feel like so often we, you know, people go into fear with this retrograde cycle. And right. It's it's like right. a, can be a scary thing. People perceive it to be, but you can you can harness that energy for really cool stuff, right? Absolutely. And I think the way that it can be harnessed is through the joy of knowing that we don't know. Hmm. That's that's what most of the spiritual seekers that I align with are really in concentration on is the fact that, isn't it beautiful that the, that the awe and the mystery of the universe is so big that we don't know. And therein lies our power. And, yeah. I, and that's what Mercury retrograde um, as a, as a theory, as a, as a, as a transit is there to help us understand. I think where people get in fear around it, is, of course, uncertainty is terrifying. It's a torture chamber unlike anything else. Uh, and then also, people don't like progress. They don't like change. Uh, they like to do things the way they want to do it, even if the universe is giving them several signals that it's actually not the best choice. And that kind of choices and behavior, that usually doesn't fly during a Mercury retrograde transit. So that's why people self-sabotage. That's why people get themselves in fear around it. Yeah. And I think it's a beautiful time. I think it's a wonderful time. You go back in time, you go back to the past, you slow down, you take inventory of your life and integrate wisdom in it. So yeah, there's nothing to be scared of. Go ahead. No, you're, you're right. So I've often heard, and, and please correct me um, if I'm wrong, that there's like a pre-phase before yeah. the retrograde or before an eclipse. And Correct. also once it's finished, can you explain that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So with Mercury retrograde, you're not incorrect. Uh, there are shadow periods. So essentially, the shadow period begins when this, we're going to get kind of technical, but when Mercury arrives at the degree point in the zodiac sign that it will end its retrograde series on six weeks later. Mm. Okay. Okay. So the, so the shadow period, you could look at it as the coming attraction, oh. right? And we could just sort of go, ooh, I got into a fight with my coworker. Probably shit's about to go down when Mercury turns retrograde, right? Or, hmm, this idea, this adventure, this residential opportunity just revealed itself. Let's see where it goes with retro- when the retrograde arrives, right? So the, the actual retrograde period, which lasts three and a half weeks, is when the events, the choices, the shifts all occur. The shadow period gives us insight into it. The post-retrograde shadow period is the application around it, where it's like, wow, I learned this about myself. Let me make sure that I make choices based off that new perception so that I'm not repeating the same behavior and wondering why I'm getting the same dysfunctional results. So the, the shadow period is really like almost shining a spotlight on things that we need to focus on. Yes, then, and just and acknowledge, then, yes. And acknowledge, yep. and the post I guess is like you were saying, then, then we can take what we learn and, and take action and move forward. Correct. Action and application. And I think too, because you're a Virgo son and I'm a Gemini, we can go real theoretical and I'm sure your, yeah. uh, your listeners will enjoy it. It's important <laughs> too for the shadow period to, to really know the nuance between the form and the content. So mm. if let's say you're, you're getting into some kind of an emotional discomfort with a, with a lover or a boss, 
right? Something's not going right. Then we, we, we may assume, oh, that must mean that in the retrograde, I'm going to break up with this person or I'm going to get fired from this job. Mm-hmm. But really, the deeper focus is the content of this experience. So maybe it's just about our defensiveness, about our lack of clear communication around uh, the fact that we didn't instill boundaries soon enough, right? So it's going mm-hmm. even deeper than the form that the experience takes, but the content on the personal level that we're going to want to highlight and then really pay attention to for the three and a half weeks of the actual retrograde sessions. Does that make sense? That difference? It, it does. It does. Great. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. Of course. So of course. how do you think people then can really best utilize astrology like in their daily lives? Oh, great question. Oh man, there's so many ways. Well, I think it's important to know that I look at a natal chart as the most of the astrologers in the field. We look at it as your spiritual nature. And can you right? just kind of break down that concept of what a natal chart is if some people don't know? Sure, 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 sure. So the natal chart is the map of the universe the moment you were born, has the 12 houses, it has your aspects, it has your positions, right? The sun in Virgo, uh, your moon in Gemini, the rising in Libra, that's you. Um, it mm-hmm. has obviously those configurations there. And that natal chart is the grid of unlimited potential that you can harness for you in this lifetime, right? Now, I would argue this is your spiritual nature. And if we look at it from really just a very secular point of view now, it it behooves us to remember that nature supports nature, right? We live in a self-correcting and a self-organizing ecosystem. I mean, look at the way that the flower bends perfectly to the sun to receive just amount of warmth to then produce its own food and thus create oxygen in the atmosphere. I mean, this intelligence system is genius. It is nature. It supports the genius in our natal chart. So the way that we can allow astrology to be a part of our daily lives is to make choices on that nature and to align your natal chart with the current chart of the moment and say, hmm, what is nature supporting now? Just like, oh, nature supports winter. Well, what is this transit supporting my life? Oh, it's supporting me working through my relationship with my biological mother. And let me make sure that I focus on that because I have another thing that needs to come after that. And after winter follows spring, mm. right? So it's about living in accordance with nature, about aligning your will, your desire with the schedule of the universe so that you essentially have no ego appetite for anything. You're in total fulfillment. You're in total contentment. You're in total vitality and fullness. And that's inner peace, right? That's self-actualization. So that's what astrology yeah. can provide people. That's beautifully said. And I love oh, thank how you. you said the natal chart. It's, it's like the grid of unlimited potential. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's our, Every, it's, everything it's exists. A blueprint yeah, for the soul, yeah. I was just going to say, because, yeah, everything exists in energetic potential, so that makes complete yeah. sense. Yes, and what, how great that we have this system and this tool and this map to make better choices, mm-hmm. you know? And, look, it, 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 doesn't get, it doesn't rob us of our free will. Of course, we can make, you know, choices based on other things, absolutely. But I could just sort of say that, from my own personal experience, it's not that I believe in astrology. It's that I experience astrology, which is a completely yeah. different, you know, realization. 
And my experience says that when I follow the dictates of the chart and when I make choices based on the values that are present within it, my life works. So I'm pretty mm. convinced. Mm. Me too, I, I have to say. How has your work changed over the years, Colin? Oh, that's a great question. So my career started uh, just before Donald Trump was elected president. So what happened was is I went into the work really trying to make a space for queer-identified people mm-hmm. to explore astrology and the themes and the experiences of our lives, which is absolutely going to be my motive forever. Though when Donald Trump was elected president, I think that what was asked for all spiritual seekers and new thought uh, people is mm-hmm. to recognize that we need to think bigger than the identity labels that belong to us and really align with the shared humanity that's present in everybody. Because the natal chart doesn't determine sex, gender, class, or race. None of that, right? Yeah. So how yeah. can we allow the natal chart to speak to the shared humanity within us all? And that's really where my work is going. It's like, of course, these things matter. You want to honor your incarnation. You want to honor your sexuality. You want to honor your gender identity. You want to honor your race. Absolutely. You know, inhabit the best and most impeccable stature within that population. And, not but, and remember that it is not the ultimate identification of who you are. Your spirit, right? One of the Course Miracles uh, workbook lessons is I am not a body, I am spirit. Yeah. And it's important to remember that. And I think that's where my work has shifted, just looking at the complexities and the difficulties and the dangers of the state of the world, because the same thinking that elected Donald Trump and the same thinking that elected a lot of officials that are propagating fear sees us as separate from one another, right? Whereas astrology says, no, we're all connected. So anytime I identify something with myself, like my sexuality, that sees me as separate from somebody else, I'm ultimately not aligning with the deepest part of who I am because it's not something that every single sentient being has in common with me. So Hmm. that has shifted a little bit. And then also, given the fact that loneliness is the current public health crisis of the United States, the number one yes. public health crisis of the United States. I have really felt tasked to provide my readers with tools that help build their relational intelligence and thus providing them with really practical uh, choices that they can operationalize into their daily life so they feel less alone. I'm so glad you said that because um, that's something I wanted to focus on too in in my work. And uh, yeah, we definitely need to put some attention there. Totally. And how do you focus that on your work? By, I think by really trying to empower people that they need connections, that we we are human beings and uh, right. Right. We, we, it's essential Right. So I want to so pivot for a second. That. I want to sure. pivot for a second and just ask you a lighter question. And that is, sure. do you have a favorite sign, Colin? Or is it like asking, like, do a you have a favorite kid? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, honestly, they're all different kinds of candy to me. I love them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love them all. They all provide a very specific contribution in my life. No more or less special than the rest. And I love witnessing that, you know, just really seeing what's beautiful about a Virgo, what's beautiful about a Sag, what's beautiful about a Capricorn, what does a Scorpio contribute? How about my mm-hmm. Tauruses? Like, they're all 
so valuable to me that, yeah, no, I don't have a favorite one. Because remember that I'm seeing them as special, too precious, therefore right. separate right. from the zodiac right. wheel. And thus, hmm. I don't, I'm not really aligning my thinking and perception with the integrity as I understand it. You're right. It's, yeah. You can't ask that. <laughs> so right. tell us a little I, and bit. I, and I meant no disrespect by that. You know how it is. I'm just, I, I love know. them all. So yeah, I yeah, know. yeah. Go ahead. So tell us about your book. It launches about the yeah. first week of November. Yes, yes. So as I said earlier around uh, loneliness as a huge public health crisis, that also kind of bubbled up in the research when I was working on Queer Cosmos, The Astrology of Queer Identities and Relationships, which is the title of the second book, and it's published by Cleus Press. And, yeah, I was just listening and responding to the fact that my clients and other people in our community are really struggling to develop resilience around shame, uh, which is the single greatest barrier between ourselves and the relationships that we deserve. Because shame is this false, egoic, shadow belief that says, because of something or what we are, we're therefore fundamentally unworthy of love and belonging. Mm. And astrology, I believe, is a very powerful tool to develop resilience around that. Because astrology reminds you why you are essentially worthy of love and belonging. Because you're the only one that has this natal chart. And who are you not to express the best of Virgo, Gemini, and Libra? Who are you not to? Right? Mm. And then yeah. the second half of the book explores uh, relationship compatibility beyond the binary of good or bad, because I do not ascribe to that whatsoever. Right. Uh, and actually, I speak to all 76 uh, compatibility assignments across the Zodiac by leaning on the literature brought forth by Dr. Uh, Esther Perel. She's not a doctor, but she might as well be. And she is doing wonderful research in the realm of erotic intelligence and love and desire. So which zodiac signs are more proficient for love? Which zodiac signs are more proficient for desire? What are these two separate needs that we all have? We all need safety, comfort, consistency, knowing, affection, proximity, trust. That's love. But then we all have the same longing for passion and mystery and novelty and freedom and autonomy and a little bit of selfishness. That's desire. Right. And the most sophisticated relationships manage these separate needs really well as a paradox. Uh, so I talked about how the Zodiac assignments can, can work on that both end and work on that paradox so that they can know the relationships around and find the tools to work with that. So I'm really excited. Marianne Williamson, the presidential candidate for 2020, is writing the forward. Uh, so she's going to reflect on her involvement in the age crisis and how spirituality was really present in this moment for our crowd. Uh, and I'm really excited for it to hit sand. Oh, I can't wait to read it. That sounds amazing. Oh, and congratulations. So can people pre-order it right now? They most certainly can. And you can do that on Amazon. And I believe, uh, thanks to your lovely producer, it's going to be in our uh, podcast notes. It's my Amazon yes. Central website. So you can purchase both of my books, which are available now. And if, if there are listeners, if you want to go to um, blog talk radio forward slash international angels, it will, you'll see it under today's show. Um, Thank you. So exciting. Um, all right, Colin. So, uh, yeah. all right. I'm just going to let everyone know if you want a reading or you have a question, give us a, a ring, but you need to give us your date of birth, your time, and location. Did I miss anything in that, Colin? No, you were excellent. Thank you. Okay. 
So give us a call at one five one six four five three nine one six two. You can also Skype into the show for free. And you can listen to us on International Angels Network every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, where we explore everything metaphysical, spiritual, and mystical, and much, much more, and take your calls live on air. So Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern with Claudia Ibarra. Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern with Divine Guidance with Shishi O'Donnell. Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern with Diane Morgan on Angel Navigation. And Wednesday, we have Susie Parrott at 2 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. UK time. And you can join me next Thursday, same time, 9 p.m. Eastern with myself, Alex Levy. And you can also connect with me on the International Angels Network uh, website, internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash Alex. So, uh, Colin, you want to take a look at my chart for a little bit? I would love to because we got something to talk about. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll go yes, first so people yes, don't have to right? feel shy. I'm putting all my <laughs> stuff out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might as well. Now, do you have a question that you'd like me to answer or would you like me to just kind of like riff it? Like what would make yes, you the happiest? Yes, let's riff it. Okay, great. So are you aware of planets that are retrograde, you know, and what that kind of represents? Go ahead. A little bit. Okay, so really, essentially, when a planet is, is retrograde, that means that this that it's a time for serious review, reconsideration, and contemplation uh, around the ideas and practices, beliefs, and choices that that planet represents. So Mercury, obviously, probably the most popular that has to do with like communication, analytics, and language, and the way that we just speak and listen. Uh, but also the other planets can be retrograde as well, like Venus, which has to do with our values, our finances, and our romantic relationships. So what's really fascinating about your chart is since you're a Libra rising, that means that Venus is your chart ruler. So one of the greatest ways for you to operationalize astrology on a day-to-day basis is to follow the transits of Venus, Alex. Mm. So Venus changes signs every three and a half weeks. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you go through actually pretty quick somatic progressions and ideas like your life changes and you might not even realize this because you only know you right right but your your life changes actually very quickly there's a lot of sudden yeah, changes to you, right <laughs> exactly right and you're just thinking oh this must be the way everybody has it not really yeah hmm. right now especially with libra on the ascendant which is a cardinal sign forever in motion and then venus which changes often uh so that kind of gives you those those really quick chapter turners. Now, what's fascinating about your chart is you were born with the planet Venus retrograde. So you have a natal Venus retrograde in your chart. And what this means is one of the most powerful things that you're going to want to do is really self-educate yourself on relationships, relational intelligence, romantic competency. What does it take for people to connect with others? What does it Mm. take for others to feel, and I'm sure they do already within you, but a certain level of uh, understanding and compassion and empathy, right? Because you're tasked with learning more about relational intelligence. And because the idea here is when this person has a natal planet, a personal planet, no less like Venus, that it's retrograde, that in previous lifetimes, this wasn't a huge priority for you. And you might have made an error there and you weren't mm. really paying attention to something that was more substantial than you knew. 
So with this incarnation with Venus retrograde, it's like, Alex, you're going to want to pay a lot of attention to this because mm-hmm. you fell asleep in the wheel in the last incarnation with this time around. Right. And, I, and, and I'm feeling that yeah. more like I'm, I'm more aware of it now than I ever have been. So that's interesting that's that you're, we're talking about it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And you know why? The reason why you're more aware of it now, too, is because your Venus return is about to start. So on July oh. 27th, Venus will enter Leo and thus your Venus return begins. So if you feel like sharing this on the air, you don't have to. But are you single in a relationship or complicated? I'm single. Okay, so with your Venus return about to start, if you speak to your guides and your intuitional kind of agents around, okay, according to this kooky astrologer, I need to learn a little mm-hmm. bit more about relational competency, romantic understanding and whatnot. Universe, please send me the accompanying education, the people, the resources, or the opportunities by which I am meant to do that through the curriculum you have assigned me. Mm. And you will, you will find it. Because as I'm sure you know, as an intuitive, these beings cannot intervene without our explicit permission, yes or no? Absolutely. Right. So I think with astrology, it actually helps us get very specific around what we want to pray for, what we want to manifest, what we would like to ask for. So for you, I think it's romantic education, a, a yeah. learning around your values, around your relationship with relationships. And honestly, Alex, coming into the summer, you'll walk away with a whole new what's called relationship gallery, meaning the inherited beliefs and values that you hold on romantic relationships that you then give away to your next partner. Right? Because like it or not, we're all walking around with this data bank of images, defense mechanisms, unvocalized expectations or whatnot, about our future relationships, which is often derived of lack, scarcity, fear, neglect from the past. And we wonder why our relationships don't work when we bring this free-floating kind of existential longing and desperation to other people. Mm -hmm. Right? It's not how that works. So the Venus return, and through your own self-education, can really clear that up for you. Uh, really inspire you to look at relationships through a whole new lens and a whole new methodology so that the next time you're dating somebody, you have a brand new skill set. And you won't feel like you're um, ungrounded in that. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. Great. Wow. Can you share about that? I don't know. (laughs) No, I'm I'm ready. You put me on the spot, but no, I... You, what you, everything you have said, I can totally validate, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited to. I love what you said about relearning with relationships, yeah. and, uh, and that's a, uh, a good perspective. Um, yeah. So, yeah. and I'm ready. I'm ready to relearn that and pick up some tools in my toolbox. So, thank it's you. It's never easy. It's never easy. You're welcome. But it can be so, so, so helpful, uh, mm-hmm. especially when your Venus return starts as it's going to very soon on July 16th. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, what? It's called the, it's called the road less traveled, not easy street, right? <laughs> so, um, all right. So I think we're going to have you uh, check out our producer, Claudia's chart. 
Colin. Colin, are you with us? All right. Let's uh I want to remind you guys if you would like a a call, you can dial in at 1516-453-9162 and you can uh Skype in from anywhere in the world. You will see a Skype icon on the Blog Talk website. And uh we're trying to get Colin back on um and Colin? Yes, I'm here. I'm so sorry. I think we had a Mercury retrograde moment. And That's it okay. Me the, it took me off the air, but I'm back. You're back. I thought it was me for a second because that happened no. last week. So. <laughs> oh, no. It might have been, but I think it might have been me this time. So the universe okay. was, uh, was getting us both ways. Go ahead. I'm glad you're back. So yeah. um, I think you have Claudia, our producer's information, so uh, how about letting Claudia know kind of what's in store for her? Sure. Okay. So, Claudia, are you on the line? Are you with me? I can Claudia, be with you. Yes, here she is. <laughs> Hi, Claudia. Hi. How are you? Thank you so much. Great. Oh, my, my pleasure. Now, do you want me to sort of uh, just riff like I did with Alex, or would you like to know uh, something particularly? Because you can really ask me any questions you want to ask me. It could be something about uh, relationships. It could be something about work. It could be something about money. So whatever feels right for you, go ahead. Well, my thing is I'm looking for a part-time job that would be at home, an at-home business, even though I do this at home uh, for the radio right. network, but it's not paying enough for the bills. It's just something that I'm doing as a hobby at the moment. Got it. So, but I like to, to branch out for it to be full time, yeah. but um, yes, I do yes, need yes. a part-time job, even though I am taking care of my parents, you know, and uh, so it has to be something probably home. And that's what okay. m- most of my main concern is. Is like, could you find a part-time job from home? Yes. Is, working okay. at home. Yeah. If it can be. So, if it can be done. So, well, first of all, I believe that, you know, it's one of the oldest cliches in the book, but what there is a will, there's a way, right? Absolutely. So, you know, the desire, there's a desire in your heart. So clearly it's something that can be done. We know this to be true, right? Um, and as it turns out, there's a significant uh, career change that's going to hit you this winter. Um, it could actually happen even sooner just because um, there was an eclipse in your, like, part-time job sector two days ago. So, honestly, it could happen very, very, very soon, but I would honestly believe that it wouldn't happen any later than this December. Now, because it was an energy in Capricorn, Claudia, what you're going to want to know is the universe will respond really generously and affirmatively to a lot of proactive, kind of aggressive energy that you contribute to finding this job. So, obviously, as spiritual seekers, we want to be uh, kind of let these opportunities magnetize towards us and be in the vortex that inspires a lot of, you know, high-level attraction to it. But Capricorn energy 
really responds to like, you know, hard nose on the grind, putting yourself out there and working really hard to make it happen. So if you kind of combine that both ends where you, A, know that it's going to happen, it has to happen because you're taking care of your family, and there's nothing the universe loves more than a person who's of service to others, right? So let's acknowledge that. And then combine it with the fact that if you just take significant, expensive, proactive effort to apply to these places, put yourself out there, believe that it's going to happen, I think that the right situations will be attracted to you very quickly. Does that make you feel better? Yes. Definitely okay. so. I, I mean, yeah. the angels have told me that our network is going to boom by the end of the year. And you know, so uh, they yeah. just told me to to focus on the network a little bit and don't worry that the part-time is coming. But, you know, we always want that reassurance. Right, Alex? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We always need that reassurance. Even though as us readers and intuitives, we sometimes second-guess ourselves as well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we always like that confirmation as well. So thank you so much for your reading. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. And honestly, listen to the angels. They're completely correct on this one. And it's annoying because it's like, yeah, but can you give me this money now, guys? Like, I know that, you know, everything's fine, and I'm an instantly perfect child of God, and there's nothing I cannot do, blah, blah, blah. But, like, it's really hard to relax in this economic climate, right? But I'm telling you right now, they're right. Truly, over the next six months, so much can change for you exponentially. Yeah, so just keep the faith and really awesome. know that. Thank what, you so much. What, you're welcome. What you're doing to help your family, there is nothing more sacred than that. Nothing. You know, you're, you're of service to them. And I think that's the most beautiful thing you could do for anybody. Okay? Mm. Thank you, Colin. That was beautiful. You're Oh, you're so welcome. Oh, she says you have her crying. She can't talk. <laughs> oh, but it's, it's really true. I mean, that's, yeah, that's it what is the true. universe honors is the fact that when we are of service to people, particularly our family, particularly our parents who gave mm-hmm. us life, yes. there is nothing more sacred and reverent than that. And Claudia yeah. should be so proud of herself that I she know. made choices based on these values and not economic security and wealth and I want to make my dreams come true. It's like, no, my parents need me and I'm going to do the dignified thing. I'm going to do the loving thing. I'm going to do the gracious thing. And she rose to that occasion and I know that the universe is going to reward her for it. I don't doubt it for a second. I don't either. All right, Colin, let's take a call. Are you ready? Okay, and who's up first? Do we have Adrian or Joshua? We we actually have Terry from New York. Terry. Did you? Oh, Terry! Yeah, I'm doing her chart right now. So hold okay. on. Okay, bring her on. Let's we'll say hello. Hi, Terry. You're live with us on International hello. Angels Network. Terry, hi. Hi. Hey. Welcome. Hi, how are you doing? Thank you. Happy Fourth of July. <laughs> yes, and happy almost birthday, Miss Leo. Are you doing anything fun? Actually, I'm going to take a little small, short vacation just by myself. I might go away for one day and just have fun. I love it. That's exactly what one should do. And now, Terry, Miss Leo Queen, do you have any questions for me that I can help you with? Please, yes. Yes, hit me with it. I am looking to do a move. Okay. I'm intuitive, and I've been seeing visions of a a, a townhouse. I, I... I, I mean, I, I know where the townhouse is. I know where exactly where it's located, but it seems too good to be true. So, uh, okay. I, 
Yeah, so when would be a good time going to start saving money? Um, even taking out a part-time second job because I definitely need to move. Um, okay. I do have, I'm not um, being evicted or anything where I am now, but I just think right. it's time to go. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Okay. So are you aware of the houses of astrology, Terry, and like what each chart, like what, what each one represents? Does that mean anything to you? Um, yes, it does, but I need to get more into astrology. Yes. Okay. Well, here's what I'll tell you, because obviously you're a smart Leo, so I can hit you with uh, the good stuff. Uh, your greatest time to move is actually during the middle of Virgo season to the okay. end of Libra season. And guess what, honey? That's right around the corner. So uh, Virgo season starts. Yep, Virgo season starts on August 23rd. It's the month that follows Leo, um, uh-huh. and that energy is going to last for about six weeks. So I know you okay. want to save money. That would really be the time to do it. Absolutely. Oh, and okay. yep, and your chart has a couple of signatures that speaks to the fact that you get your your greatest source of power and your greatest source of strength and inspiration when you feel like your roots are firmly planted. Like, yes. you couldn't do the gypsy nomadic thing. I mean, you couldn't live out of suitcase. Yes, you like to travel. That's fine. But, like, mm-hmm. if your home base isn't on lockdown, there's very little you can do. So the fact that you're being drawn to think of a new place to live does speak well to the authenticity of this chart. Uh, and okay. I want you to trust that, yeah, this townhouse, this new venture is absolutely there for you. Um, and okay. you'll probably see it take a stronger shape and a more affirmative direction, uh, like I said, when Virgo season starts August 23rd, going into Libra season just before October 21st. Oh, I love it. I want Yay. to swing so badly. <laughs> Yay. Oh, well, you, well, you have a, a wonderful tone of voice and such an affirmative energy through there. So I'm sure that you have your guardian angels and your spirit team working overtime and moving a lot of chess pieces in dimensions we couldn't even possibly see so that you can continue staying really happy and joyful. Okay. Oh, thank you. I love it. Thank you so much. Oh, thank okay. you, Terry. You're Thanks welcome. for calling okay. in. You'll hear from me again. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, this is so much fun. I love seeing you You're in your element. You're just uh, rocking it. Hey, thanks. I'm trying. I don't want to let this opportunity down, even though the phone went through. I bet your technology just can't handle the spiritual information being downloaded at once. That's got to be what I it know. is. <laughs> I know. Right. All right. So let's, we're going to go to Joshua. He is listening to us on Blog Talk right. Radio. And I think you have his information. I do. Joshua is a Leo as well. Yes. Excellent. So is Joshua with us now? He's listening. He's not on the line, okay. but he's listening. Yep. All right. So when I hear Joshua, I'll, we'll talk to him. Oh, no, no. He, he He's hearing. He's not on, live on the line. Oh, he's just listening to what I would have to say. Does he have a question for me, or does he want me to just sort of like riff like I've done before with others? I, I think that'd be great. Yeah, just like okay. riffing. Sure, sure, sure. Just go right in there. All right. So. The thing that Joshua wants to know, based on his time of birth, is that he is a Libra moon, Taurus rising, and a Leo sun. So he's got those three archetypes and those three energies working for him. And what, what I love about that is it makes him both really charismatic and magnetic as a leader with that Leo sun. People, when he is aligned with his values and his, and his charisma, they're really devoted to his cause. Leos can inspire so many people because they touch their own charisma 
they can really allow other people to believe the visions and the ideas that they are initiating and wherever they are. Um, and also, we've got that Libra moon that makes him extremely relational. So he has this beautiful hmm. balance of, like, Leo leadership autonomy, I am the king, so, like, watch me shine. But I also know when to step back and let other people have their moment in the spotlight as well, right, which is a, it, not an easy uh, uh, balance to have. And yeah. you also tell him that this summer is going to be a really powerful renewal period for him because it's when he has his Venus and his Mars return. So his Venus um, is in an early stage of Leo. And as you know, you have a Venus from Leo too. So his Venus return is starting the same day as yours is July 27th. So his is direct and not retrograde, right? Um, and then his Mars, his Mars return is happening right now. His Mars is already in Leo. So this is a time for him to take an honest inventory of his financial uh, health, because that's Venus, obviously, it's our money, our relationship theories, as we said earlier, the relationship dowry, and what motivates him, what excites him, what is he ambitious about. More than likely, he's going to be kind of set free from just dysfunctional patterns that keep him in powerlessness, scarcity, and fear, because Mars return really reminds us of our autonomy and our passion and our power. So he's probably having a wildly energetic summer um, and it's going to stay that way for a little bit more. So hopefully he feels really inspired, really empowered, and that he's making his career dreams come true too. And then the last thing I'll say about Joshua, unless he has a question, uh, is that he is much more sensitive than he leads on. Mm. So he might want to make sure that other people know just how tender he can really be. Aww. Yeah. Sweet Joshua. Totally. All right. Um, we have um, one caller, um, and let me give you her information. Is this Adrian? Let's see. No. Let's see. I'm trying to see if she's going to be on the line. Um, okay. Let's see. Um, so while we're kind of dealing with that, um, I'm not sure if we're going to get her or not. So I do have a question because um, – Yeah, let's hear it. What, so what if people and you don't know their time of birth? Can you still give a you know, pretty in-depth um, reading one-on-one? Oh, absolutely. 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 So you can do a lot without it. You could also hire an astrologer that does chart rectification. So there are astrologers who can ask really kind of important questions to the client to see when they've had life-defining moments, and their Mm -hmm. answers can then give the astrologer enough evidence to forecast a chart with their rising sign um, kind of already rectified. So that works Mm. really well if the person comes from a country uh, that doesn't record birth signs, as many of them don't. Um, especially if it's from a country that operates on the lunar calendar and not the Gregorian calendar. And also it's important to honor the fact that adoptees uh, don't always have their official birth time, and they definitely still have a place in astrology. Um, the last thing I'd want them to feel is like they don't belong or that their perspective doesn't matter. So there are astrologers that work specifically with adoptees who can work out their uh, time of birth as well. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, so we have um, Dawn on the line, and I'm not sure if you have her information, but Dawn not is... Not Okay, so... Yes, uh, I'm here. 
Hi, Hi Don. Hi. Okay, so I'm calling in last minute. Hold on, Don. Hold on, hold on. Don is 1.49 p.m. She's 6.10.66, Chicago, Illinois. 6.10.66. All right, so we got a Gemini. So we got to we got to do this kind of laser quickly because we're coming <laughs> okay. to the end, Don. All right. Okay. June tenth, nineteen sixty-six. And while I'm putting this up, Don, what's your question for me? Well, hmm. What do you see for me as far as, um, like my journey, my life path? What What does that look like as far as what's coming up for me next? Great question. So, Dawn, you have a cancer midheaven. And what did you know, sweetie? You just had a solar eclipse in this midheaven <laughs> area, which has to do with, like, life purpose and mission and all of that. Now, solar yes. eclipses are new moons, so they inspire new shifts in your state of being. So yes. what you're going to want to know is that I, it's not necessarily time for answers as it is for time for contemplation, review, and reassessment. Okay. And then the universe will reveal to you those answers if you are going in a place within your psyche that goes really deep, really honest, and with a lot of responsibility around, have I been contributing my gifts and abilities in service of the collective? Where am I playing it small? Where am I playing it too big? Where am I a perfectionist? And where am I letting shame drive the wheel here? Right? Gotcha. Once you identify yep. all of that, then you will be able to find where the cancer mid heaven reveals itself to you. I want you to right. work with uh, your emotional intelligence. I want you to consider ideas around um, midwifery, being a doula, um, working with pregnant women. You have a maternal career path, um, maybe working with children of some kind, but Mm -hmm. a cancer midheaven is a person that really wants to make a difference in the lives of other women, of other children, and creates family wherever she goes. So give that a Google, cancer midheaven, and that will really reveal your passion and purpose more effectively, okay? Okay, perfect. Thank you, Don. Yeah. And you can always okay. uh, check out Colin's website if you want okay. a deeper session. He's amazing. Okay, I have mine so coming much. up in a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for yes, calling in and listening. Thanks for calling. Okay. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye, honey. Oh, so sweet. Oh, so sweet. So, what advice, Colin, would you give to people who are kind of just starting to learn about astrology? Uh, well, I would say first, welcome to the club. You know, there's never been a greater time to swan dive into this material because culture is having yeah. such a listening for it, really like never before. Um, right. So I would just sort of say, start at the beginning. Don't rush the basics. There's so much wisdom in the introductory phases. I don't actually add a whole lot, a whole lot of bells and whistles to my work. Um, I really love the one-on-one stuff. I love going mm. all the way in into What's the elements about? What are the qualities about? What are the houses about? Um, and then also, if they're interested in taking it to the next level, they are, there are so many conferences and events that are astrologically specific that I highly recommend because my whole career changed when I started getting involved on that, uh, on that professional level, just going to the conferences, going to the events, and talking to other people who speak the same language I do, which is so life-defining. Um, and the last thing I'll say about it is I love my colleagues so much because they are so committed to just addressing unnecessary suffering within other people. Mm-hmm. And they're really trying so hard to do the work. And I am so proud of the people I get to work with 
Um, they're phenomenal people, and they really qualify the culture. And if you are interested in it, you'll be surrounded by wonderful people. So mm. and, and I can't promote it enough. Yeah. So you're available for multiple different kind of one-on-one sessions. So let everybody know where they can find you at. Sure. Well, you've been so great at announcing it, so thank you. Uh, But you can find me at Queer Cosmos, Q-U-E-E-R-C-O-S-M-O-S.com forward slash reading, R-E-A-D-I-N-G-S. And you'll see that I offer natal chart reading, soul return reading, data return reading, and compatibility reading for anybody who's interested. Mm. And Colin, do you have one piece of wisdom you would really like to share with us um, before we know, finish? It's, it's something I wrote down today because it actually aligns with my Course in Miracles principle, and it's a beautiful uh, lyric from the Rent soundtrack uh, from the play, and it's just give in to love or live in fear, really. Oh, I love that quote so much. I, I know. It's love or fear, and just choose love. Life is so much easier and simpler and more magnificent. Just choose love. Don't listen to fear. Colin, thank you so, so much. This is such a treat, and I'm so happy you you came. Thank you. Yeah, it's been an honor. Yes, it has. I can't wait for my one-on-one session, too. Well, have a good time, yeah. All right. I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, I am Alex Levy, and this is The Alex Levy Show on the International Angels Network. Thank you for tuning in. Please send me a hello over at Instagram. You can find me at alexlevy underscore intuitive. And the Spirit Guided Oracle is available on alexlevyonline.com and Amazon. You can also connect with me at internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash Alex. Sunday is 7 p.m. Eastern with Claudia Ibarra. Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern with Divine Guidance with Shishi O'Donnell. Tuesdays, 9 p.m. Eastern with the Diane Morgan on Angel Navigation. And Wednesday, Susie Parrott at 2 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. UK time. And Sundays uh, with Claudia. So thank you so much for listening. Please join me next Thursday for my last show here with us on International Angels Network. And until then, stay spirit-guided. Lots of love. <laughs>